Hello, everyone, and welcome into another episode of the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour. We want to welcome everybody watching at the 19th hole and also tuned in on Fox Sports Wheeling as we have another great show lined up for you. Spent some interesting times in the world of the Wheeling Nailers. Obviously did not get a chance to play last weekend, but the team will be on home ice for three games, still on his schedule this coming weekend as the South Carolina Stingrays come to downtown Wheeling for a three-game set Friday night, 7-10, Saturday night, 7-10, and Sunday afternoon, 4-10. You can get some limited tickets available at wheelingnailers.com or by calling 304-234-GOAL. So as we move forward now, it's time to welcome my guests in and two fun rookies who have a lot of great personality traits with them. I'm excited to dive in, learn about them with all of you tonight. We have Tyler Drevich and we have Matt Foley. Guys, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with us today and letting us learn a lot about you. This will be a lot of fun. I know Foley wants to go first, so you can go ahead and, and take the reins there, buddy. <laughs> all right. Well, let's start. First of all, you know, we're 10 games in to your first pro seasons. What's it like getting a chance to play pro hockey? What have you thought of the games and also the lifestyle? Foles, you want to start since Drevy teed you up for that? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really enjoying it so far, honestly. Um, I think the biggest difference coming from school is just the amount of time I have now. I'm sure Drevy will agree with this to just like put your energy and focus towards hockey and getting yourself ready, you know, on that day and for the next day and not have, I don't want to say distractions, but the other stuff going on like school and, you know, being on a college campus. So, um, you know, you can go, you can dive in a lot more into hockey and uh, kind of enjoy the game at a, at a greater level. Um, and then lifestyle wise, I, I got lucky. I got two really good roommates. Um, I know Drevy, and his roommates don't have quite the same chemistry going on, but over in 103, I'm good. I got Jostling and Winnie with me. Uh, Winnie's got a dog, Raja, who's been a great addition to the room. Um, so, yeah, all good here. What about as far as the style of play goes? Because I look at what you did in college, and it looks like you would be a typical shutdown defensive defenseman, but I watch you in the games, and it seems like there's more opportunity for you to step up offensively in the pro game. I've seen you get some good shots off from the point. Do you see things opening up more for you at this level? Yeah, I think I'm just I'm continuing to improve as a player still um, to this day, so a lot of the stuff is just, you know, continuing with the process and trying to become more offensive. Um, and then the way we play here, um, you know, I feel like a little more encouraged to get up there and join the offensive side of the play, and it's something I'm having fun with. Drevy, you want to start off with the lifestyle first since that's where uh, Foley went first uh, and uh, maybe you have a little bit better chemistry than some might think in your uh, household there? Yeah, I got to defend the roommates right off the bat. We'll start there. Uh, I live with Berksy and then Vladdy, two great guys. Uh, Berksy could be one of the biggest characters I've ever met in my life. The guy's always cracking jokes and keep, keeps you on your toes. Uh, and Vladdy could be the best Call of Duty player I've ever seen in my life. Um, very passionate about it. He's very serious about his uh, his video games, and uh, he puts the work in. So chemistry's there. I guess we might have to have a little room-v-room battle here and see who has the, uh, the better chemistry. But uh, Foles touched on a lot of great great points that uh, I agree with, like, just so much more free time that you got to find uh it's your job now right so um just finding the right things to do in your spare time and and there's so much that goes away with that you know being a hockey player isn't just at the rink it's you know are you eating the right way you're treating your body the right way you're getting your rest and 
and recovering. So um, just doing that and, and getting into a routine that's a little different from college has been a little bit of an adjustment, but one that I, I, I totally enjoy. And um, yeah, I, I've loved everything about the pro game so far. It's kind of like full said, it's a new love at a new level and uh, it's a new appreciation for the game. It's literally hockey 24 seven. It's something I've dreamed about doing since I was uh, very young. So to be able to finally step into those shoes, it's uh, it's been a blessing and then um, running in stride with it. You and I talked after you scored your first pro goal, and we talked about that side of your game and how it's nice to see you put the puck in the net a couple of times. But one of the things that fans appreciate about you quickly, and actually about both of you, this is a blue-collar town, first and foremost. They want guys that work hard. They also love someone who's going to get their nose in there and stir the pot a little bit. Has that always been a part of your game, Tyler? Yeah, I think that's uh, – Foles and I actually used to play youth hockey together way back when, you know, summer tournaments against each other. So he can attest that I've been playing this style since we started skating. Uh, I got the boys already calling me the rat around the locker room, and I'm running shy with it. I enjoy it. It's, it's uh, They're not wrong. I mean, I'm just uh, – I got a job to do, and uh, I take a lot of pride in doing it. And I've tried doing it at different levels, um, all the way back from youth hockey to, to junior hockey to, to even the college game and now the pro level. Um, obviously in college it's just different right everyone's wearing cages uh you can almost get away with you know yapping your gums a little more because there's not much repercussion coming from it but the program if you know you talk the talk you gotta be able to to, you know own up to your words so um i just go out there i try to create space for my teammates and you know if i can get out of the other team's skin a little bit that's uh they're more worried about you know pounding my face in they're not worried about winning the hockey game no more so um you know, obviously playing the same teams over and over, a team like Indy, you're gonna you're gonna get those rivalries right off the bat. Um, but you know, obviously when you score a goal too, that's uh, always a plus. And I don't care who you are and, and what level and, and what position or role you're in. If you ever score a goal, it's it's just like being a kid again. It's uh, it's a great feeling. So Foley, is there a little bit of bad blood between you two? Did you have to jostle each other in front of the net a few times growing up, or maybe at the college level too? Well, the, the funny thing that you guys left out is we actually used to play together on, uh, on a summer team that used to go up to Toronto in the summer and play in a tournament there. And it's kind of a full weekend where, you know, we'd all hang out as a group and we'd see the Hall of Fame and, uh, you know, go to Gretzky's restaurant and stuff like that. So <clears throat> I was even more thrown off when I had this kid trying to take my head off every, every other weekend in the years after that because I was like, does this guy not remember? We hung out like – every summer for three or four years won't get off my back but no friends fools no friends you gotta have on your team honestly you like having that guy with you and not having to play against him the uh the bad news is i have to practice against him every day see i didn't know this about you guys this was kind of a creative put it together with you two i figured okay did a couple of guys who had been here the first week with drobot and scarfo and then being a New England guy like I am, I thought, you know what? We need to get a little bit of that flavor into it. So I'll grab a couple of mass guys, throw them into the spotlight, and see what we can get out of this. And I- I'm very happy you guys have a prior history. This is a lot of fun. So let's go back the last couple of weeks. This has been really different, where the first few weeks of the season was pretty well all here, with the exception of a day trip to Indy here or there. But you guys got a long trip in there, down to Greenville, down to South Carolina. So first First of all, what did you guys do to keep yourselves occupied on the long bus trip? A lot of cards. A lot of, a lot cards. of cards. What's the game of choice? I honestly don't know the name of it, but I'm good at it. I can tell you that <laughs> for sure. 
I don't know the name, but I know how to play. I always find myself play, in the final three. Sharps, and I think that that should tell you all you need to know about about Gravy's game and Sharps. He didn't even know the name. Is he that good at it, though? He's not good at it at all. <laughs> I find myself in the in the final few every every single time. I haven't gotten a win yet. Uh, still waiting for that. But I know Folds usually finds himself sleeping a couple hours in because he's usually an early exit from the game. But uh, hey, to go back on your comment real quick, one thing Foley and I will always agree on. New England's a good place to be. Good guys from there. That's uh, that's absolutely true. What was that, Foles? Wild New England pride here with this group. <laughs> yeah. What'd you like about South Carolina? I mean, that's a pretty sweet state. Uh, nice weather. I mean, obviously you couldn't go out and do a whole lot, but uh, was it nice to be able to get down there? What'd you like about it? Yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, to get down. It was. Uh... Go ahead, Jeff. Oh, I was just—I was actually expecting some warmer weather, and I didn't realize South Carolina isn't quite Florida. But uh, that's okay because I, I actually appreciate the cold weather during hockey season. Gets you in that your mindset that it's hockey season. So, you know, I. I um, but it, it was—it was nice to get out and out of uh, the area, bond with the guys a little bit, go out to dinner. But um, I think what I was expecting out of a, a pro season is you know you're able to um, maybe you know go to different restaurants. Guys, you know, guy like Drobot who's maybe been to that area before might know a good restaurant with some, some good food down there. And just due to COVID and the, the guidelines, you know, we're restricted to so many restaurants that we're allowed to go to. But um, I think anytime you can get on the road as a team, um, I think every guy will agree. It's, it's always a good time. You, you end up bonding a lot closer with your teammates. You know, a guy like Foles and I always battle and, you know, I'm he's always attached to my hip. I got to drag him along, but you know, it's a trip like that. It makes me like him just a little bit more. Foles, what was your takeaway from the trip? Yeah, I loved it. Um, like Trev said, with the, you know, with the rules and the way it is this year, we weren't, you know, allowed to get as maybe as much of a feel as we would have liked for the area. But anytime you can get on the road and spend a significant chunk of chunk of time in one place or one city, it's nice because you settle into the hotel and you get kind of a new routine, and it you know breaks up the season nicely. It's it's a long year, so getting new places and uh, you know doing new things is, is always good. Hanging around the hotel is fun, so. You come back home, and then you find out that you're not playing that weekend where you come back, so you kind of get out of the ritual a little bit. What's it been like to try and get things cranked back up again? And I bet you guys are just chomping at the bit to play games right now after having last weekend off. Yeah, it's been uh, hard, honestly, a little bit, at least for me, and um, just being able, you know, you're expecting to go in and, and play some games, and you know, they get pulled from you out of, out of nothing you can control or the team can control. Just, you know, the world we live in right now, it, it's it's tough. And just I think the hard part was just, you know, facing that fact, but then also moving forward and knowing that, okay, we're not playing. It's time to get over that. And let's look forward to those next games that, you know, next next task at hand that we have. Um, it's been nice to get back on the ice here the past couple of days and get our legs back under us. And I think, if anything, it's made me want to, you know, we're getting closer and closer to game time. Just makes you want it even a little bit more. Foles, what about you? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think you come and you want to play. You want to play games. You want to compete, um, especially when you get a chance to do it at home. But it is like like Drew said, it's the way the world is. You just kind of got to adjust to these types of things and get ready for what's next. So our attention shifts to uh, the Stingrays, but it's still the same task. It's games at home that we got to get points out of. So, were you excited? that you got to miss games against Indy because of how many times you've played them 
or are those games getting fun to be part of because of how much you're seeing them and you're starting to get that rivalry feel to it? Go ahead, Foles. If we're talking about Indy, it should be you, Drev. I'm a guy that I think this is going to be a no-brainer, but I love uh, love playing Indy right now. I just – uh, I'm a big rivalry guy. I've always appreciated rivalries and, and the tension. And to me, honestly, it's felt like every time we played Indy, it's like a playoff game. Um, and, and seeing that this early on, I can only imagine it's going to intensify even more. Uh, so missing those games, obviously you never want to miss a game no matter who you're playing. Um, but also the big thing is too, like I think we all prepare. I don't prepare differently whether we're playing Indy or South Carolina or if we're playing Greenville. Um, I mean, I, I take – my approach kind of the same way as, as I do. I think most of the guys do. So um, at the end of the day, I don't think it matters who we're playing, but obviously when you see Indian, you, you know, there's, it's going to be uh, a high intense game. You know, th- that's always a fun game to play in. False. Yeah, I agree. I think it's cool to play against a, an opponent. So many times you get, you know, certain matchups and rivalries happen on an individual level as well as amongst all the guys. So that's cool. And it's also just something so new to me. I haven't done, done that in, in a long time in college I played you know every team twice all year so to get a team six seven times in a month you know that's that's a, just a new experience for me and it's uh it's enjoyable I like it what about West Bank Arena how uh how shocked were you when you heard the goal horn first go off and how loud that was I think I heard it during a practice or, or a pregame skate and it was loud and uh, just knowing a few guys who used to play here, they all told me that's one thing you're going to notice right off the bat. So um, obviously hearing it in the game when, when we, we score goals is, is a great feeling. And it's almost like insult to injury to the to team we're playing, uh, hearing that thing go off. And um, it's a it's a great rink to play, and I love playing in it. And even though we have limited fans, it, we I feel like we have such a great fan base of even just the people who are in the building that there is a good atmosphere, um, you know, a good environment to play in front of when, when we're going. False. Yeah, I had heard about it a little bit, so I kind of knew it was coming. But it doesn't really come when your first time you hear it. You're on the ice for a goal for your for your first time at home. There's it's just a great feeling, and you know the the volume of that horn only adds to it. There you go. We have great fans, as you guys mentioned. Some of them are at the 19th hole tonight watching the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour and also tuning in on Fox Sports Wheeling. That does it for segment number one of the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour. Don't forget the Nailers are in action this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, all against the South Carolina Stingrays. We'll dive into more of these guys' backgrounds, their schooling, their families, and some downtime activities as we continue on the Nailers Broadcast Network presented by Main Street Bank. Segment number two of the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour coming to you at the 19th hole and on Fox Sports Wheeling. It's Tyler Drevich and Matt Foley, my guests today. And let's dive into some of the backgrounds of these guys. And Drevich, I'm going to start with you because you have a fun tie to the ECHL in that your dad and your uncle both played, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I think my uncle played in Richmond or Roanoke, somewhere around there. And I know my dad, you can look him up and look at the list. He's played pretty much everywhere. So, um, yeah, I've, I've definitely been around the, uh, the East Coast uh, League here for a while growing up. Uh, grew up in a rink. Uh, stick boy in a lot of those teams and uh, a lot of good memories. Did you have any favorite spots that you hit growing up that you got a chance to travel to? Uh, 
for me, it's tough because a lot of them I was really young to remember. Like I, I lived in Sweden when I was two, um, but I obviously don't remember that, so I can't really call that a favorite. Um, I lived in uh, Lake George, New York, in Glens Falls, where Adirondack plays, um, and that was a really cool place. Uh, we we lived there for four years. Um, have friends and family still there to this day that I keep in touch with and, and visit uh, on occasions, as well as uh, uh, some family over there. And um, I guess the other place uh, I enjoyed that I don't know if my family enjoyed was uh, Port Huron, uh, Michigan. Uh, my dad wasn't a big fan of playing there and, and neither was our family, but I loved it because I'm a huge Red Wings fan. So I was right in the middle of, uh, you know, the, the hockey town and, and the hype there. And, and they were pretty good back then, uh, I think, when we were living there. So you were moving all over the place then as a kid. Did you ultimately have a place where you finally settled down or at a certain age, or were you pretty well living out of a suitcase for your entire childhood? Yeah, so uh, my hometown, I guess, growing up was uh, on Cape Cod in Massachusetts. Uh, my dad had a house. We had a house there, and we lived there. Uh, he bought the house when I was born. Um, so that was a place where he was went in his offseason. Obviously, during hockey season, we you know we got up and we moved wherever it was. Uh, for for a while, he was up in Tacoma, Washington, in the West Coast Hockey League, uh, and being called up and down in the American League and IHL. Uh, so we lived out there for a while when I was a baby. So I had a, I mean, I obviously I don't remember it, but that was one place that I was there for pretty long term. And then uh, some summers he actually went and played professional roller hockey. Uh, so I was born born in Oklahoma City, but that was during his uh, roller hockey career that he was doing. Um, so I lived in mass. I always call myself a mass guy. Cause that's where I was, you know, that was my home away from home, I guess you could call it. And then, uh, when I was about, I think 12 years old, 14 years old, one of the two, uh, my dad retired and uh, hung him up. So my brother and I could be home and, and start playing hockey, you know, in one location and, and making friends and going to school in, in one spot. And, um, it's something now that I'm older, I, I definitely, uh, thank him and, and appreciate a lot more now that I, I realize what he did. Cause uh, I think he could have kept playing for a few more years. <laughs> Believe it or not, he's still in his same shape. He is when he used to play and it's scary. So, um, you know, he, he calls me every, we talk every day and he'll joke around every few days. Like, Hey, do you, do you guys need a defenseman? I'll come down. I'm telling you right now I could still play and he's not joking. So, um, but yeah, so I, I still live in Massachusetts to hometown. I, I'm in Middleborough mass now, but, uh, growing up, definitely moved around a bunch. Foles, were you pretty well in the same spot? Where were you in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts? Uh, I'm in the western part of the state, Springfield, Mass. So it's like an hour and a half west of Boston. And yeah, I grew up in, I lived in the same house my whole life. Um, Long Meadow, Mass is the town. It's right outside Springfield. Um, well, yeah, I grew up around plenty of hockey as well. My dad coaches a high school team there. So I grew up around that team and played my high school hockey there. And, um, you know, my brother, a couple years older than me, my dad coached him as well. So I was always at the rink skating with my team, my brother's team, my dad's team. So, um, you know, similar to Tyler, we, we both grew up, spent plenty of time there at the rink. Springfield's an AHL city too. They had the Falcons. Now they have the Thunderbirds. Were you a big Falcons fan or did you kind of leave the pro game alone? Yeah, we went to some Falcons games when I was younger. And then, you know, as I got older, we were, I was just playing my own games every weekend and then. Like I said, I had my brother and my dad's high school team, so couldn't go to as many games as I got older. But, um, you know, I still cheer for the Thunderbirds and such. Um, one of the guys I trained with in the summer was the captain of the team the past couple of years, so that keeps me interested as well. Um, so, yeah, no, it's cool to have the team in town for sure. Cool. So both of you have 
parents who have been involved with hockey and ultimately passed that love along to you guys. As you grew up, you played the game. Then it started to become a, ra- a reality that you could take it farther and into the college ranks. And since you're both from Massachusetts and both went to college, that means you're both wicked smart, as the uh, folks back there would say. So we'll start with Foles. You went to an Ivy League school, man. That uh, that has to be a, a lot of uh, serious brain power you've got. Uh, Don't let them kid you. Don't no, let them no, kid yeah. you. No, it's uh, it, it certainly helps being being recruited for sports, the admissions process. That's all I'll say. But uh, no, I loved you. I was I was I was pumped. I had a chance to go there. I had a great time there. Um, surrounded by plenty of not so smart teammates, which was good. It made me feel at home. And uh, yeah, no, nothing but good things to say about Yale. And uh, Trevi, Trevi went to college too. You know, I went to Merrimack. He got to play a little hockey east, skipped a bit of academics, but um, I'm sure he had a good time. Falls, I, was just about, I was just about to call Megan and say, don't, you know, he actually is a smart kid, but you had to pull that quick one on me. <laughs> Foles, what did you study at Yale? I studied political science. Why'd you go with that route? What'd you like about it? Um, honestly, it's a pretty popular major amongst uh, the hockey players and a lot of the athletes at school. Um, you, know, you do have scheduling constraints when you're playing sports, so you don't have you know complete freedom to take whatever you want. So, you know, you get guidance from the older guys in the team, and they say this is a major that's it's, it works well with our schedule. It's a good balance between how hard you have to work in school and how much you can you know put an extra hours to the rink. So, it was attractive for me to do that. Um, and uh, yeah, probably 60% of my team was also political science, so we had plenty of guys in the same classes, and helps with the helps with the schoolwork for sure. What's cool about Yale? I know it's a very historic institute. It's one of the ones that's always looked at as having a great reputation for its education. What about its everyday life? What did you like about being there? Um, the school, the school itself is awesome. Just like the like the architecture and the buildings and stuff like that. Sometimes you're walking around campus and you just feel so lucky to be there because the campus is so cool. Um, I like New Haven a lot as a city great food and such and then for me the biggest thing probably was the people you're just you're surrounded by all these you know bright and driven you know young people whether it's athletes from other sports teams or kids you have in class or of course your hockey teammates and it's just a good environment to be in to be surrounded by those guys and and girls all day so Drevi you had Merrimack College what'd you study at Merrimack uh I was a communications major with a, a minor in sports management so uh I took that for two reasons. I, I thought, one, it's the easiest thing to do to, to be a hockey player at college, which is tough to do when you got the academics going. But uh, as well as, I mean, obviously, I, I realize that one day hockey will be over. Hopefully it's not for a very, very long time. But um, I thought about maybe dabbling in, in broadcasting, you know, play-by-play or analyst, uh, stuff like that, or, or even like a front office type position or coaching one day. So that's where I, I kind of came up with taking those two things and I was actually fortunate enough to be hired by the um, sports department at Merrimack, so um, I got my I got tons of broadcasting uh, gigs in for the different sports, you know, women's hockey, volleyball, uh, lacrosse, and stuff like that. So it ended up working out in, in my favor that I was able to balance, you know, the hockey with the, the academics. So you've got some play-by-play work under your belt, then? Oh yeah, I probably I want to say I have uh, just shy of 500 games, probably around there. Um, done uh, price honestly probably somewhere between 200 500 i don't know the exact number but um anytime i could get a, a a game in i would do it like during the week 
Um, and I started doing it my freshman year. I, I did uh, color for the women's hockey games um, and then color slash play-by-play for all the other sports, you name it, I, I tried it. Um, and then my sophomore year to my senior year, uh, I did play-by-play for the women's games as well as, um, you know, play-by-play for any other games I, I could get my hands on. Um, obviously, you couldn't do all the games because of our own schedule, and I wanted to make sure that was my priority. But uh, I loved it. It was a blast, and it was fun to kind of mess around with different sports and, and, you know, gain some knowledge in different sports that maybe I would have, you know, sport like field hockey, I would have never known the sport if I didn't uh, do the broadcasting in it. Good for you. Wow. Oh, yeah. I am – I mean, you're going right after my own industry here, so I, know. <laughs> I, I like that. That's cool. So, aside from hockey, what was your favorite? Um, I get that question a lot, and it's really hard to answer because of just how unique and different the sports are. So, you know, I, like obviously, I love doing hockey. So, besides hockey, um, you know, a sport like volleyball, I love to do because I kind of use the hockey kind of logistics in the volleyball game which is not traditional in volleyball commentating at all. Um, but I, at Merrimack, there, at, for my communications major, there's no schooling in broadcasting. There's no focus on that. So I was kind of thrown into the mix, and my boss has said, have fun with it, enjoy it, and be creative. And um, I kind of tried doing that with different sports. So um, the other sport I really loved was field hockey. Um, it was the most difficult to learn, and I think that's what made it so fun. Uh, I My my color commentator was a teammate of mine that had no communications experience at all but um very outgoing kid uh, Derek Petty who um him and I would go in and we're doing a field hockey game we don't know the rules so we're just going to make up our own rules and make <laughs> up our own words and uh we got great feedback from like parents and fans online that would uh write into us and stuff so um and we got great feedback from our bosses which I guess is the ones that matter so um those two sports probably in general were my favorite to do. Was that most of what you did in your downtime at Merrimack then was try and just get as many games as you could? Yeah. Um, I try, tried to do as much as I can. I, I, I try to stay busy around campus and um, really being involved in the Merrimack community. I took a lot of pride in, um, as I do actually for any team I play for, but I took a lot of pride in being a Merrimack warrior. Um, and in my eyes, that wasn't just being on the ice. That was uh, in the classroom or – or, um, you know, at the cafeteria, or uh, I got a job in the intramural uh, referee department where I was, you know, officiating different intramural games, uh, which ended up being a lot of fun. I met some pretty cool people that, you know, I might not have met if I never got that job. Um, some friends that I still talk to to this day. So um, I try to dabble in a little bit of everything uh, while being on campus. It, it definitely made the times uh, go by quicker, but it made them a lot more enjoyable and made a, great, a lot of great relationships. A lot of fun in activities with sports, broadcasting, intramural refereeing, stick boy, Foles. What about uh, what you did? Obviously, you didn't get paid to play hockey until you signed your first pro contract. So what did you do to help pay the bills as you were growing up and keep yourself busy, different uh, activities and whatnot? Yeah, the summers were always big chances for me to, to work more hours and make some money and just kind of go into the school year with some saved up and see how long I can last you. So I didn't have to work too much during the academic year. Um, but I was also able to get a job on campus, um, you know, through the sports department, through our hockey connections. I was able to work the ticket booth for public skating at the rink, which was cool because I got to hang around the rink staff a lot and they were just like unbelievable guys. And we, you know, had a great time joking around, getting to know each other and it kind of, 
leaves you with a you know deeper connection to the program when you can have relationships with everyone that's involved with it not just you know the immediate coaches and trainers and equipment managers and stuff like that but the guys getting the ice ready the guys cleaning the glass helping with that stuff uh i loved it a bunch of my buddies did it with me so that was an easy way to make some money I feel like it makes you appreciate it that much more. We can really experience the behind-the-scenes aspect of it. Were there any other nifty jobs or jobs that you look back on growing up, like, wow, I can't believe I did that, and now look at me here? Uh, my favorite job I ever had was I was probably like, did it for three years when I was in high school, like 16, 18. Um, I was working a poolside snack bar like flipping burgers and, you know, using the fry later with for the tenders and fries. And that was just like a great gig. We had a bunch of young high school and college kids all were made up the entirety of the staff and we had an absolute blast. I loved that job. That's awesome. Drevy, any more that you uh, had growing up as well, or was the stick boy uh, experience pretty much the, the one that takes the cake? Uh, I did some, I do some refereeing. Uh, I have my referee license uh, for USA hockey. So I love doing that. I actually still do it in the off seasons. Um, it's a lot of fun to kind of give back to the, to the youth level, but then, uh, I do a lot of the midget games too. And it's a, you appreciate the referees a lot more, even while I'm playing now, uh, knowing, you know, the different side of the game that way. Um, and to be honest, I think I've got some calls, uh, my way in my time because I know some of the officials. So, uh, definitely paid off that way. Have you ever thrown anybody out? Oh yeah. First game I ever refed, I was throwing like guys out left and right. And, uh, my dad was actually refing with me. My dad came up and was like, Hey, you, you got to relax. Like, I was like, I don't care. I don't, I'm throwing everyone out. And, uh, I've, I, let's just say I've, I've gotten a lot more cool and relaxed. Uh, now, nowadays I don't really throw anyone out very rarely. I just ignore people and I do my job. And, um, it, it's funny because, uh, the more difficult people are at the younger levels, which you wouldn't think. But it's, it's the mites, the squirts, the peewees, the ones that it's a Saturday afternoon game that means absolutely nothing, but you would think the Stanley Cup's being given out that night. Um, those are the games that you get the parents and the coaches. And the funny thing is that I've, I've had coaches get today, me, you know, you probably don't even play the game. You probably don't even know what you're doing out here. And I just go, sure, buddy, whatever you say, whatever you say. I can actually believe it. The the younger level, yeah. they're just starting to dive into it. And like you said, they think it's everything. Like, I feel like the more mature you get and the higher the levels, I, I feel like they're more, you know, they get it more. And oh, yeah. They kind of get the picture. The one, the one thing I noticed, too, is the, the kids are the ones that aren't even complaining. It's the kids who just want to play. And they don't – I have two younger sisters who play, you know, I think they're both squirts now. And, uh, but even when they were might squirts now, they, they don't know what the score is. They don't, they're out there just playing. And, you know, I've ref games where I remember I did this girl's youth game. Parents are yelling, the coaches are yelling, and I'm at the face off. And the two girls were just giggling. Two opposite girls, they don't know each other. And you realize, like, this, the game isn't even for the parents or the coaches, it's for the kids. Like, um, I'd love to see if parents just sat back, relaxed, enjoyed watching their kids play. And, some of these coaches do not know what they're talking about. And I, it almost makes me angry because they're teaching kids like the wrong stuff in the game. And, um, you know, obviously there's some great youth coaches out there. Don't get me wrong, but you, you run into the one, you know, one odd one that's just cares about screaming at you about the, uh, the hooking penalty you missed in the neutral zone in a, in a might, uh, eight, eight under game. So two sisters. So you're the only boy in the family. Uh, I have a I have a younger brother as well. Okay, uh, he plays at Merrimack right now, um, so we got to play together for 
uh, I think it was like two years, uh, two, three years we got to play together. Um, so that was really enjoyable. I got to play on his line for a little bit. Uh, he's younger than me. Uh, and then I have uh, three younger sisters. Uh, one's in college. Uh, she doesn't play any sports. She, she does da- dance and gymnastics. And then my two youngest sisters uh, who still live at home, uh, they play hockey. And, and my one sister, Molly, who's the youngest, wants to play everything. Baseball, basketball, hockey, uh, football, you name it, she wants to play. It. And she might be the best athlete in the family for sure. Foley, you mentioned having a brother. Do we leave anybody out of the family tree for you? Yeah, so my older brother, he's two years older than me, played hockey in college at Skidmore, um, which is near where Adirondack plays too, actually, driving where you uh, grew up, Saratoga, New York. And then um, my old, my oldest sister, who's older than him, graduated from UMass and uh, lives and works in New York City. And my youngest sister is a senior at um, Salve Regina in Rhode Island. She plays field hockey there. She's the captain of field hockey, actually. So shout out to Kate. Big, hot, big sports families. I like it. That's awesome. All right, we've reached the end of segment number two of the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour. We thank everybody for joining us tonight at the 19th hole and also tuning in on Fox Sports Wheeling. We'll wrap things up. One more segment to go with Matt and Tyler on the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour leading up to a three-game hockey weekend in Wheeling Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. This is the Nailers Broadcast Network presented by Main Street Bank. Final segment of this week's edition of the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour. Having a blast with Tyler Drevich and Matt Foley. And let's get to learn some of the off-ice activities. Guys, I know it was a long summer, so what did you do to keep yourself occupied? Did you pick up any new hobbies during the off-season? Go ahead, Foles, because i got to think, think about this one. Um, I stayed, like, super connected to the game over the off-season. Um which is honestly maybe a little bit of a shame. Maybe I should have learned some some new hobbies. But <laughs> I basically worked out, skated, coached, and then did like more administrative work for a hockey organization back home. So I was honestly doing hockey stuff all day. But um, it was good. It kept me busy, let me make some money during the off season, and uh, got me got me excited to get out of town and get into this routine for sure. How did that differ from a usual off season? What do you, what do you normally do? Do you like to go to certain places, do certain things, or are you pretty much hockey three sixty five? Um, the summer before that, um, I did an internship in Los Angeles, which was Whoa. cool because I got to spend eight weeks out there. Um, and I had a teammate from school that was there, so I was still able to keep up with my training and my skating while working out there, and that was a cool experience. To get that was probably my summer that I did the least hockey because you know, I had a full-time job for eight weeks. So I interned at a hockey agency out there, actually. So it was an internship, and it was a job, but it was still very much involved in hockey. It seems like I can't stay away from it. Um, but it was cool to definitely see, like, the business side of the sport, most sore than, most sore than the X's and O's. Um, and that was a great experience. I worked with a great, great group out there. And then the summer before that, I did an internship as well, but back home. So I was still at home, which made it really easy to skate and train. But I was able to uh, supplement that that internship, which was in financial services, um, into some of my off time. So I try to keep busy in the off season. And again, like we talked about earlier, it's a great chance for me to make some money and set myself up for the school year uh, so I don't have to work as much there. All right, Tyler, now comes the teacher calling. What I did on my summer vacation, what do you got? Uh, well, the first thing I think of was when it first started uh, – my brother and I made a gym in our basement uh, 
because uh, we wanted to stay in shape and, and still prepare for the season. And gyms were closed back home, so we made a gym out of anything we could find in the house. Uh, my dad had some spare weights that helped, but like we, I think my brother and I took a, a piece of plywood, uh, some milk crates, taped them all together, and made our own bench. So um, that got a little creative at first. Uh, we also made a shooting room in the basement, so kind of like Foles, I couldn't really get away from the game um, a little bit, but. Uh, I guess as the summer went on and, you know, you're still training, you're still, you know, working out, skating, gym started opening up. I, I actually got into hiking a little bit. Uh, nothing crazy, but just, uh, you know, walking trails, seeing nature, enjoying that side of life a little bit, uh, having a little more appreciation for, for stuff like that. Um, as, well, as well as reading, I actually got into reading a little bit. So I've been uh, reading some books and trying to, trying to get that Yale education without actually going there. <laughs> Any particular books or genres of books that you've been enjoying? Uh, I'll go with the genre. I, I, my favorite book is uh, Make Your Bed, which I actually read in college. I've, I've read it three times. Um, but the genre I really like, it, which kind of fits into that, is just like the uh, stuff you could use to apply to your life, uh, real-life stuff, uh, you know, motivation or, or, or inspirational tough stuff, um, or just stories about athletes or, or different people in, in life and what they've gone through and stuff like that. Uh, I'm reading a book right now called Relentless on just how to prepare for your sport, no matter what sport you're in and kind of the, the mental side of things. And um, it's very interesting to, to kind of break down the game uh, and the mental side of it rather than in the physical side, which we do so much of, you know, being on the ice, being in the gym um, and whatnot. Good. So you got reading on the hobbies. That's pretty cool. All right, Matt, take hockey out of the equation. Where are you going? Oh, somewhere warm for sure. You go on television. You go in cooking. You go oh, in books. Yeah. Uh, probably mainly TV. TV. Uh, anything that's on, as far as live sports, we'll usually watch. Something. There's usually something on, and then during free time, we we've got all the streaming platforms. We've got Netflix, Amazon, Hulu. So you can always find a show, and then uh, plenty of Xbox too. Any particular games on Xbox? What uh, I know, everybody loves the game now. Yeah, everyone games. Um, I play a lot of FIFA, which is the soccer video game, and then I play a lot of NHL as well. And then every now and, the, now and again, me and the roommates will get together and we'll play uh, the Call of Duty Zombies maps where uh, you're all in the same group and you're just trying to stay alive during like a zombie apocalypse. And that's pretty fun, obviously. How's that? <laughs> that works. A reliable source told me that you cook, but you also are big on takeout. Yeah, I like to do I like to do a little bit of both. I uh, usually will cook something up in the morning before the rink, and then after practice, I like to grab a group of the guys and go somewhere for lunch, even if it's takeout. Just walk there together, and then dinner, I'll cook with uh, either my roommates or the neighboring apartments. We'll, maybe we'll come over and we'll do something big for like six or seven of us. Um, and that's fun. So learning how to cook is definitely something that's going on this year. Trying to use my game in the kitchen for sure. Who's hey, your... you need some lessons. You need some lessons. Come on over to 102. Yeah. Well, what do you got for me? Some peppers and, and Brussels sprouts, spinach, kale. Some healthy stuff, that's for sure. Yeah. No, we're, we're more of a, a steak and pasta room. No, oh, okay. Yeah. Who are, you, uh, who are you living with and who's the best cook in the household then? Um, I'm currently the cook of our household. I live with Jocelyn and Winnie. Um, we've had a couple of different roommates, me and Jocelyn this year, but uh, we all do our fair share of cooking and cleaning and stuff like that, so it's good. We've got a good relationship amongst the three of us, and uh, 
I would say that I would, I'm probably the top guy when it comes to cooking, but I think they'd probably argue. And you can't cook on the road, yet you were the top choice of about four or five guys on this team to be your roommate on the road. You just that popular? What's going on? Yeah, maybe, maybe it's my ability to clean. I don't know what it is. Ah. Uh, You're spending a lot of money paying guys off, that's for sure. <laughs> I'll take it. Like, if you guys want to live with me, I'm sure we, we got enough road trips. We can, everyone can get their weekend. And, oh, there it is. Uh, they'll all get their exposure, then we can, we can take a revote and see if my number goes <laughs> up or down. Drevy, who are you living with? Uh, I'm with Berksy and Vladdy. Uh, I've been with Berksy the whole year. Uh, Vladdy just came in recently, and uh, Berksy and I got a good relationship. He's he's probably one of the funniest guys I've ever met, uh, and we bond a lot. And, and Vladdy's an interesting character. Uh, loves his Call of Duty, loves his video games, so... Um, but we just, you know, we watch TV, we cook, hang out, uh, chat a lot, and a lot of video games in this household. Yeah, tell me, you were telling me off the air about Vladdy's video game habits, like he is a student of the video games, huh? Sometimes I question if he likes video games more than hockey, and I actually question whether he should go pursue it because he's that good. Uh, this guy loves video games. We come home, he goes, he has a, um, PC. He doesn't have a console, so he plays on a, a laptop, That, but the laptop is made for gaming. It's not like your typical PC with, with Word and, and, and you know Excel sheet. He's got you know his video game monitor, his headset, his mouse going. Um, he's got an air conditioner attached to his computer. He's got the full, full setup going, and uh, he is literally playing from the minute we get home to the minute he goes to bed, and if he does magically take a break, he's on his phone watching you know, some type of stream or some type of video on how to be better or whatnot so uh, i'm impressed uh, we got to work on his communication as, as being a team player in the, in the group he's he struggled with that he likes to you know take off running and, and go solo but i mean he could do it he's pretty good that's pretty incredible it, he's obviously not from the united states is he talking to these people in english or is he going with his native tongue Oh, he, he's all English unless he gets mad, and then he starts screaming, and sometimes it's English, sometimes I have no idea what's coming out of his mouth, and uh, he's definitely passionate about it, we'll just say that, so um, I've seen him a couple times rage quit, and, and he takes his five-minute break, and he just sits there in silence, and Berkey and I know to keep our distance, we don't want to, you know, poke the bear. <laughs> so he's big on the video games, you're decently big in the video games too? A little bit, yeah. I I'd probably play more than I'd like. Uh, in college, I used to play a lot, and then my roommates would give me a hard time that you know, why play video games? We can all hang out, we could do something. So I think as my college life went on, I realized that you know maybe they were right. It's time to you know not play so much. But I mean, now with so much downtime and so many guys here play video games, it's it's another way to bond with your teammates. So uh, I play a lot of Call of Duty Warzone, probably a ton of that. Uh, and I'll, I'll dabble with NHL here or there and, and whatnot. Um, and then on that, I'm a big movie guy, so if I'm not playing video games, I'm usually watching a movie before bed. Any particular type of a movie you're going for? Right. I watch every type of movie you can think of, any genre, anything but scary. I can't do horror. I'm too much of a little girl, believe it or not. <laughs> Hard to believe. A-fold, I'm, I'm a little girl, but I am. Uh, no, I, I'm watching the Star Wars in order right now. Uh, I like watching things in chronological order. I get, I, you know, I, it's like one long giant movie. So uh, I'm almost done. I think I'm on episode seven right now of uh, Star Wars. Uh, and after that, I'll, I'll move on to something else. I'm thinking about maybe doing the uh, 
Tom Cruise and the Mission Impossible is in order. I've never dove into Star Wars. I've kind of contemplated doing it, but I haven't done it yet. Are you watching it chronologically as it came in theaters or chronologically in the order of the series? In order of the series. Uh, I'm not a fan of watching them in order of when they were released because then the storyline's all over the map and I just get frustrated because I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. Um, but I get so such a big appreciation for you know movies like that, the Marvel movies, when you watch them in order and how much they they piggyback off each other and it's actually incredible how smart these directors and producers are to get you know the first one which was i think released in the late 90s early 2000s to relate to the ones made in the 70s which relates to the one that was released you know a few years ago i think it's uh it's incredibly a gift to do something like that to have i think star wars is nine movies and they all relate and intertwine and if you listen and watch the details, they actually come back and, and will pop up, you know, four movies later. So, um, no, it's it's awesome. You got to give it a try, DJ. Okay. You're both big sports guys, so I don't know if we're going to rip the Band-Aid off or you're enjoying it, but let's tackle it. It's the championship weekend coming up for the NFL. Are we liking the fact that, Tom Brady has a chance to go to his 10th Super Bowl. Is it painful? Do you think he's going to do it? Where are we Where are we on that uh, that line? I'm going to get my words off quickly because I know Foles is going to get real heated about this one. But I'm a, I am a Tom Brady fan. I, I like the Patriots, but I'm a Tom Brady fan. I love what that guy does. So I am full Tom Brady bandwagon right now, room for him to keep going. Uh, I actually want them to play the Bills because I think it would be hilarious that the Bills have this great year. They didn't have to touch Tom Brady all year, and then they run into him in the Super Bowl and they lose. I think that would be an unbelievable storyline uh, for me. Go ahead, Foles. I know you're, you're real passionate about this one. Yeah, no, make no mistake. I'm, I'm a Patriots fan. Uh, I'm a fan of the organization. I'm a massive Bill Belichick fan. Um, and I'm a massive Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski hater. I could not root against the Bucks more. Uh, every time they play, I root for them to lose. Um, I hope they lose to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers on Sunday. Uh, I do appreciate Tom, and I and I was a fan for the longest time. I think he's the greatest quarterback of all time. I, you won't convince me otherwise, but you won't convince me that I have any obligation to like him uh, as a guy, the way he left New England. The, Gronk was probably even worse for, you know, retiring and coming out. Um, I got no love for those two anymore. Wow. You got to love the players, Foles. You got to love the players. You're a player now. You got to see that side of it. I don't think you have to, like, play for the team the whole time. Like, I don't I don't hate everyone that's left the Patriots, but the Tom Brady headlines of the past, like, four or five years, if you were a Patriots fan, were just exhausting. And then all for him to just to leave like that, go to Tampa with all these weapons. And they're still, like, they still are, they still chat about it, like, the Tampa coach, Bruce Arians, said something about how he lets Tom be Tom, and Belichick in New England like didn't let him do that. It's like, we won six Super Bowls. Tom, Tom's 10-time Pro Bowler, broke records. Like, Tom did fine in New England. Don't act like now he's like found this new home in Tampa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I will agree. He won championships. He did a great job. But that last year, two years of him in New England were hard to watch. He had no weapons. He had nothing around him, and he goes to a team where now he has people to throw to, 
probably more than he needs, and it shows that the old man still got it. All right, well, That's all I'll say. Ago, two years ago, I'm pretty sure they were in the Super Bowl. And yeah, they, they got waxed. They, what, they go 13-3? So I, I, I guess it was hard for you to watch, and it was so exhausting for Tom to play. He wasn't having any fun, but – the Patriots were doing just fine. And as a fan, you know, those are the Patriots teams I've learned to love. And Bill Belichick can do no wrong in my eyes. Oh, man. Whatever he was doing with Tom, he was getting the best out of him. I, don't th- I, I just don't understand how Tom Brady, Tom Brady fans can complain so much about – I'm not complaining about Bill Belichick. I'm just defending Tom. His success there. I don't know. So what- they drafted him, too. By the way, they drafted him. No, I know. I'm not a I'm not a Bill Belichick hater as you are as a Tom Brady hater. I'm just a Tom Brady fan, period. Just period. It's funny you brought this up, DJ, and I'm sure you, I'm sure you're plugged into this being from New England, but the, the this is like the New England Patriots fans had nothing to complain about and were so spoiled for all these years and now it's pretty divided oh, among, yeah. amongst this issue. Yeah, I'm surprised. So who is oh, your yeah. uh, what's your Super Bowl uh pick there? Who do you think who who from each side new wins? I think Green Bay will take care of Tampa, um, and I, I don't know how to pick Buffalo, Kansas City, but I think I like the Packers if they play the Bills. I like the Chiefs if they play the Packers. I just don't know who's going to win the AFC. Gotcha. All right. That what was – yeah, you said uh, Bucks over the Bills. I got Bucks over Bills, and I'm going to call a fourth quarter comeback by Tom. Typical fashion. Heartbreaker. And if that's not an exclamation point for the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour this week, I don't know what is. That was a perfect way to end that show. Guys, that was awesome. Fantastic job. Tons of personality out of you guys. I love the fact that you were able to spend so much time and really give the fans a look behind the scenes at Tyler Drevich and Matt Foley. So well done. Great uh, great working. Good luck this weekend. Let's get some big wins on home ice. Thanks, CJ. Absolutely. Let's go. Awesome. Thanks, CJ. No problem. This has been another edition of the Wheeling Nailers Power. Thanks to everybody for coming out to the 19th hole tonight. We'll have another great episode for you coming at you next week. Come out and join us this weekend for Nailers and Stingrays, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. This has been a presentation of Nailer Hawk and ECHL on the Nailers Broadcast Network, presented by Main Street Bank.